This is the Dundas Fit Podcast, episode 14. What's up, you guys? It's Jason Dundas here. Thanks so much for listening to the podcast. I appreciate you all independently around the world there. Uh, today on the podcast, I'm chatting with Australian artist Anthony Lister. Um, super excited about this. Uh, I DM'd Anthony um, and asked him to be a part of the show. Honestly, I didn't think he'd get back to me, but he did. And he's a really cool guy and was really nice about the whole thing. Um, backstory, I met Anthony at an Audible event in Sydney, uh, in Darlinghurst, when I was DJing the launch of this event and he was doing a live installation artwork. And in the moment I was like, damn, this guy's cool. He's got skills. So, you know, I sort of did a bit of research on him after that and started following his work and his socials. And what really caught my eye was his art started popping up all over the place and was was really getting woven into the fabric of pop culture here in LA and especially in New York and and in a big way in Australia and I was just really impressed by his body of work and how he sees the world it you know really drew me in so I was passionate about chatting with him um, the podcast today uh, in the interview we go into a lot of depth about his process what gets him out of bed what drives him and you know what compels him to want to create um, each and every day. It's a fascinating chat. Uh, I just listened to it again and there were a lot of new takeaways for me. So I hope you guys enjoy it. Uh, here's my chat with Australian artist, Anthony Lister. Just quickly can check out, uh, his work at anthonylister.com. He'll appreciate me for putting that up there. Um, I want to buy some of his work. So hopefully you guys will after you hear this chat. Here it is. My chat with Anthony Lister. Roll it. Yeah, so what are you up to today? Well, you're in Sydney, right? Yeah, I'm in Sydney. Sydney, Australia. Yeah, what's um, going on? What's going on? Well, it's beautiful. Um, and um, I just got sent a contract that I've got to uh, um, read through and sign for an event that's happening in a couple of weeks with a, a celebrity lawyer down here who's doing a, a, a non-TED talk where it's about things that you don't learn in law school. And uh, I'm, to, uh, I'm to perform kind of on stage while he talks, his name's Charles Water Street. Yeah. Uh, and uh, while he talks about things, apparently, you know, you don't learn at art school about, oh, uh, sorry, law school about art and law. And um, I mean, I'm interested just to go to the talk. So to be, uh, you know, invited to go and make some work on site, uh, you know, it's just, that's a win-win. So I've got to read through that. And um, <clears throat> I've got some family issues I've got to deal with, make some phone calls and find out what's going on with. And, uh, then I've got to do some painting. Yeah, right. So when so when you um when you say you do the live the live work with that guy on stage because you do art as live installation, you do street graffiti sketches, then canvas. What's what's the difference across all those mediums for you? Well, um, mainly the environment. Uh, to be quite frank, you know it's a. Uh, it's either, um, you know, I'm always present when the work is being made. So actually not a lot changes outside of, you know, my awareness of my environment and kind of how long I can be in one place at one time and what kind of materials I need. You know, if it's like some fine pacer led at the beach uh, of an afternoon gathering, you know, sketches or just studying birds um, to, you know, robust kind of rollers in uh, the dead of night, you know, with my ankles, you know, in um, 
in black paint, you know, uh, <laughs> yeah. dig, dig of a rainy uh, back of a car. It's it it always it just depends really. It's um, yeah, it just it depends on the, the environment. So so for you, is there? I mean, I went to art school, but I mean, I'm more of a graphic designer. So when I do a graphic design project or I produce a TV show or something like that or make clothes, I kind of have a really clear uh, end goal. And it's, you know, it's pretty it's pretty structured from the get-go. Do you, because when I look at your work, it's I feel like it could be, and I guess this is the case with most art, but I feel like it could be interpreted in multiple ways because of, you know, how beautifully it's presented on the, on the canvas or the wall. So do you have like a specific target when you start or is it all improv? How does that work for you when you make a piece? Oh, uh, well, I mean, I'm at the mercy of the piece itself. Um, you know, I, it depends on whether or not it wants to give me, you know, uh, you know, let me pass, you know, calmly and, um, you know, humbly when, when it comes, when it really comes down to the crunch. Yeah. Um, because, you know, being um, painting in the nature that I do it is, uh, it can be quite, um, uh, you know, problematic when, you, when, when you're dealing with these, you know, unexplored kind of realms as far as, um, you know, chance and accident and violation of space once once a lot of time is being put into creating that space, yeah. uh, it, there's a lot of, it's a lot of, uh, it's a, it's a gamble and, uh, and you choose, you know, you have to make that choice. I have to make that choice at any given moment when, uh, when the opportunity speaks to either, uh, finish and, uh, and accept reality as I know it and, you know, the finished pieces I, as I know it, or uh, or to take it that step further, and um, I think maybe that may be the, the sign of uh, you know of an adventure painter or a, yeah, uh, you know, a satisfied painter. Yeah, right. I mean, I I came across well. Firstly, I ran into you because. Uh, I don't know if you remember, but I think I was DJing at an Audible launch, which is an audio book launch in Sydney, and you were doing a live installation. So I was like, "Holy crap, this is this is cool, man!" So that's where I first uh, like learnt about you, and then I just started, you know, looking at all your work, and I follow you on social media, and I've been noticing your stuff pop up. That's why I wanted to chat with you because it caught my eye, and. You know, I travel the world all the time and anything that impresses me, I'm super excited to learn about it. What do you think um what do you think about about your art going on social media? What's your opinion on that? You mean like like just how do you feel about, you know, people sharing your images and stuff all over the internet and all over like Instagram and Facebook and Twitter and all that stuff? Well, um I don't really think about it. Um, I hope they 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 get enjoyment and share enjoyment from uh, from experiencing you know these tracks that I've made you know these patterns that I've created and um, <clears throat> hopefully it spawns some sort of 
some sort of spark within them to, uh, you know, want to give me, uh, want to give me money. You <laughs> mate, I... and want to, uh, you know, want to want to own these, yeah, these objects uh, that they that they love and and desire yeah. as a, as digital objects. Um, so but, it's uh, so it's great. <laughs> Well, I mean, if it, if it works out that way, you know, his yeah. making isn't exactly, um, you know, when, once you see it, you kind of, you know, you get it. Uh, but it's, you know, there's something about collecting work that's, uh, you know, I've collected work for a long time and, you know, it's really, it's, I, I, I very much enjoy uh, sitting around work that I've, you know, that I've collected from friends and uh, galleries and, um, but that, that's how I imagine people would, um, would, would share it, uh, to, to enjoy, to enjoy themselves and to and share of, a you know, an awareness that they've had that, that they didn't before seeing it. And I think, uh, I'm actually genuinely, um, uh, you know, naturally quite, uh, quite flattered. Yeah. Yeah, dude, for sure. Yeah, for and, sure. Um, yeah. <laughs> And and, and and so from some of those guys that you say you collect their work, who are some artists that inspire you, and that you gravitate towards? Oh well, I don't, don't necessarily. I wouldn't necessarily say artwork that I collect is artwork that inspires me. That it, particularly not to make artwork, um, but uh, inspires me to collect. Inspires me to be thankful for the awareness that I needed to have the foresight and able to, you know embody the power to started collecting when I collected it goes back to uh you know Ben Frost um you know and uh and Jody Knowles and you know these Sydney characters and and you know uh local artists that I kind of grew up with and and then while traveling the world you know of course coming across you know many other artists like uh, Black Lorette and D-Face uh, um many other artists um gosh you know I mean I've got Banksy and Adam Cullen and Chopper Reeds, Space Invaders, uh, you know, uh, Rones and Picassos in my collection. I've got neck faces and, um, you know, uh, graffiti writers like Scene and, uh, and Crash and, uh, you know, um, Retina and Revoke. I mean, really, I'm quite an avid collector because I, these are my friends. Yeah, yeah. Dude, that's what uh, that's. I mean, I wish they were my friends. That sounds freaking cool. What about um? I I just said this is like might be off topic, but I I guess it's a line. I was on social media today watching that Kanye is doing his latest co collection in New York. I think it's called like Yeezy Season Five or something. Do you follow? Do you follow? Are you aware of the Kanye West clothing line? Oh yeah, I know. I know he wears clothes for sure. Yeah. <laughs> Have you seen any of the stuff that he designs? Uh, I think so. Yeah. Would you would you like is that something that interests you like moving into other space like tangible stuff like clothes or shoes or things like that? Like, are you friends? Are you friends with um, Kanye? Like, no. You trying to sign up? No, 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 no. I just think he's cool, and I just thought it might uh, be uh, interesting because it's relevant. It was happening today. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, um, music and um, fine art and fashion. I mean, everyone's got to wear clothes. Yeah. Um, and I think uh, if your clothes can make a statement about something that you feel passionate about or creative about, or gives you an outlet in order to like be um, vocal about something you're passionate about or you care about, then I think that's great. I'm really all for it. Um, I, I don't think I've ever seen 
Kanye and anything that's really offended me. So I, you know, um, naturally I'd say his taste would be pretty fine. His music's pretty fine. I remember meeting the guy one day. It was pretty cool. Yeah. What, 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 like, I guess the purpose of this podcast for me, right, is to, is to learn from people when they, you know, approach things in life with such direct. And one of the things that sort of attracted me to you and made me DM you to want to chat to you is that I just saw your work everywhere and it's a huge amount of beautiful stuff. So to me, you're a guy that has like a lot of drive and a lot of passion about what you're trying to create in the world. So what is it that, it's a hard question to answer, but I mean, we have as much time as you have, but what is it that gets you out of bed and drives you each day to want to get up and keep creating? It's funny you should say that because I ask myself uh, that question, um, you know, throughout the day. Yeah. And it's something that it doesn't, uh, doesn't really come into my head in the beginning of the day. Um, I just hear that alarm go off and, uh, and it's that song, The Eye of the Tiger, you know? Is that is that actually your alarm? That's a fact. <laughs> and uh, and, uh, and I I don't do anything except for I just grab my keys. I walk out the front door. Yeah. And then I let everything else kind of catch up. So how? And, okay, go on. I, well, I mean, if I if I give if if I if I have any other options, which um which you know in my life you know while I've been a massively productive creative and you know a slobbering sloth uh, i've given myself other options and uh and uh you know they seem to catch me before i get out the door but i figure these days if i can get out the door with no money and no um you know no id and no uh you know nothing except for my keys to get back in then i'm fine just to sit out the front of my house for like an hour and then what? That was, and that was then, a joke. That was a joke. No, <laughs> I for a big walk. And then no, dude, I've seen you on uh, on Instagram. You have like a Prius that you've painted on the inside. Yeah, it's freaking dope. But what what drives you to want to pick up the brush and paint? Like, is there something inside that's just like firing you to want to do it? Uh, well, not all the time. I mean. If I, naturally I, i'm i'm addicted to painting naturally i love it it's a craving of mine you know it's almost like uh asking a, a porn star like you know what drives you just to, like bang you know these you know random women all day long for film and um you know i'd imagine a porn star would say like you know money or uh, i love to fuck um but honestly i um i don't i don't do it for money or because I, I love to paint because I mean shit I, I love to push my kids on swings more than I love to paint you know like there's nothing yeah. like seeing a kid smile uh, but it's a calling that I have you know it's this internal clock that ticks and um, and whether I tend to it actively or I um, let it could you know work its way around to calling me uh, subconsciously it just it finds its way uh, into my into my hand, you know. The and, brush so, that and so and so, looking forward, and I, I hate this question when people say to me like, "Oh, where do you want to go in life?" It's like drives me nuts. So I won't ask you that question. But I mean, you know, especially with the internet, we ha and and you know all the history books we have, we have the ability to see how people's lives have played out. And I read a lot of biographies to see how other people 
that I, you know, aspire to have lived their life. What, where do you want to see your work and career go? Or is there a definitive direction that you're fighting for or pushing towards? Oh, absolutely, man. I mean, you know, I don't know how old you are, but... Um, 34. Okay, yeah. So, yeah, you understand uh, it's from, from an early age you, um, you realize that, you know, faith and strength and perseverance and, um, you know, uh, persistence and, uh, you know, calm, all of these play a huge role. And um, the less we talk about them, the more we do them, the better off we are. But ultimately, every decision um, I've tried to anchor on the fact uh, of being an 80-year-old looking back at that decision and um, in hindsight, kind of projected hindsight, uh, decide whether or not I would regret it or not. Yeah, that makes sense. So, um, I mean, that's sometimes hard to do when, you know, you're getting handcuffed or, um, you know, hanging out with a really hot babe and, you know, your girlfriend's at home or some shit. But, um, you know, these relative tests, um, you know, that's exactly what they are. They're, they're, they're tests in life and we just, we activate our good decision-making when we can. And I've always believed that you're only as smart as your last decision and you're only as uh, good as your last production. So, you know, each, that, that, you know, that's a kind of philosophy that I try to follow um, that I can actually control, you know. Yeah. Uh, outside of that, it's, it's, you know, it's faith and it's, um, and it's patience, you know. Yeah. What do you think about... Um... I mean, because when I, when I look at your work, I, and I'm just, you know, I'm a novice who's not involved in the art world. So I'm looking at it from an outside perspective from the masses and I see your stuff, but then it, it's hard for me to see anyone else in the realm who's even selling anything of how I would even find their work. And that's just a general observation. So to me, the barrier to entry to become on your level of selling cool pieces of art, man, is like to me sounds really tough. How do you, how do you go from someone who's got talent and is doing it in their bedroom to actually selling art and making a living out of it? Wow. Um, well, I guess just through those things that I was just talking about, um, definitely not focusing on any of those big words like, um, selling or, um, living, you know, um, cause they're the, they're, they're, you know, they're the ones that will kind of stump you. There it is. Can you hear it? Yeah. Is it I have the tiger? Yeah. Ha! There it is. Yeah. Wake the fuck up. Wake the fuck up. Get it. Get it. That's what it says. It says, get it. Get um, it. And yeah, that's on it. Like what, uh, 3.30 in the afternoon. Yeah. yeah. So you um, set... Uh, so sorry, go on. You were saying don't focus on words like money like, and living. Uh, yeah, you know, um, I learned early on that success uh, definitely was not going to um, come in the form of a numeric um, sales report at the end of a show. And I learned this in my first show when I didn't sell very much at all. 
but my delusions of grandeur had me uh, fantasize that um, I was going to be great and do great things and change lives. Uh, I was wrong on that day, uh, but the, the faith, you know, that drove me in order to be where I am now, I guess it's, uh, you know, I, I, I just had to re recollab, uh, recalibrate my, you know, my success, uh, rating or, uh, you know, how I was going to, how I was going to accept, um, you know, the wins and, and the losses and accept them equally. Yeah. Uh, fortunately I've been, you know, blessed with this gift. Uh, and I'm, I'm just making, making the most of it and, uh, and trying to help others along the way. And really, uh, I don't feel very much different than the day I started, um, you know, consciously being a human on this planet what's a loss in the art world is it when you make an exhibit and don't sell all the art no no that's that's exactly what i'm talking about obviously. yeah i don't yeah translate to that i don't understand what that is what do you mean no no, no i didn't say that uh a loss is to uh is to feel like you were meant to solve work in order to feel successful got it yeah um so you know I, i'm not i'm trying to I'm not trying to be um, philosophical or cryptic at all. Uh, it's literally as as basic as you know, make the work because you want to make it. Make beautiful work because you consider it beautiful. If that's why you're making work, um, or shocking, or um, subdued, or erotic, however you your pleasure, you know. So, is. so do you do you? put yourself in the eyes of your audience when you're painting or do you just paint for you? How does that translate? Well, I, I naturally, I, I like, I am my audience as well. Uh, and, um, and I'm quite tough on myself, you know, I mean, I'm not going to try to fool myself. So, uh, you know, I am the viewer and I can't, uh, I don't underestimate the viewer and I don't, um, I don't, I try not, no, and I don't patronize the viewer. I, I, uh, I am the viewer, so I have to, uh, I have to be held accountable. But at the same time, I need to be the boss in in painting because I'm the one uh, making the decisions. So I can, uh, I, I have, I have the power to change many aspects of a of a of a piece of work. Are you a painter? Are you a? Uh, well, I'm more of a. Uh, well, I make TV shows and make okay, great. I content, love that. I so love I produce TV, stuff like that, yeah. Yeah, yeah. so I mean, uh, you know, the three points of power apply in every kind of practice creatively where you get to make the work, yeah. uh, you, get to, you get to title the work, and then you get to exhibit the work. And in each of these three points of power, if you do them dramatically or even subtly different, you can change the whole premise of the work. For example, if I was to paint the Mona Lisa in sugar and hang her in the toilet and call it, um, you know, bitch be sweet, um, that it wouldn't be, wouldn't be exactly how we see the Mona Lisa today, you know? Yeah. So, you know, if it, there, there are these points of power where we have control to completely recalibrate how we consider the uh, the work to be seen 
and to be viewed, uh, you know, if we're lucky in history, but in the present time or however, whoever our, our audience is. Um, so I guess keeping that in mind, that's, uh, that's a very important thing to keep in mind when you're, you're making work. And what part of that um, three steps or three points that you were describing uh, gets, gives you the high or the satisfaction or scratches that itch? Because for me, it's when I solve a problem and execute it and I'm proud of it, then I go, oh, it's dope. And I get a little rush and then I do it again. And it's just a little drug yep. hit. You know, what is it for you when you're painting or putting a exhibit together? Usually it's, um, it involves smiling. So I'll either laugh or there'll be some sort of universal sign where it's, um, it's coming together, you know, uh, the, you know, a brush or a charcoal or, you know, something will jump out of my hand. And if you're aware to the, the 1111s, you know, and the serendipity of, you know, situations, then you, uh, you know, you pay attention to those moments and say, oh, okay, hold on, is this a closing? Because uh, you can quite easily get swept away in it. Now, I've only got um, I've only got another six minutes and yeah. five seconds. Okay, cool. We can go hard to six minutes and two seconds now. <gasps> okay, huh. Um, yeah, so I, I think that was that. Like, uh, as far as the, um, that question goes. Okay. So, hey, you got a, I read, did I read you got a documentary coming out or someone's doing a documentary on you? Yeah, uh -huh. yeah, a guy called Eddie Martin. He's is it, a, is a it shot? Well, yeah, I mean, it was, it's been shot over the last 20 years by, um, by myself and a lot of, you know, colleagues that have followed me around and, um, you know, just people with cameras, really. Uh, Eddie's one of those filmmakers that utilizes his, his environment. You know, he's quite a skilled uh, hunter in that way where he, you know, he's done his research and has found a lot of material that, he could never have ever um, filmed. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. Okay. So, so with your four minutes left, what what advice or, or encouragement would you give to anyone who is where you were, say, fifteen years ago in their career, in their art career, and they want to crack it in what they're doing? Wow. Well, whatever you're doing, you just have to keep doing it, and you have to. Uh, well, I'm not even sure if I've if I've uh, cracked it, so to speak. You know, this is a, um, and it's not a, it's not the business that I'm talking about. It's the nature of painting. It's something that haunts you in your sleep. Uh, but I guess it's just practice. You know, um, draw more, um, teach others to to observe beauty and to. Uh, and to detest uh, violence and and destruction, you know, um, I think it's very important for us to be focusing on the world that we're living in for the children to also be of sound body and mind to make the decisions that it's it's healthier and more worthwhile for for them to be creating rather than destroying or, or cleaning. Yeah. You know, I feel there's far too much, uh, far too much cleaning and not enough making going on. Yeah. It's being, 
been for a long time now. I think, uh, yeah, I think there's, I think the world's in a, in a, in a very, uh, predictable place considering it's, uh, it's, it's, uh, you know, the, the, the waves that have, uh, that have, that we've, you know, echoed. Yep, get it. That's what I said. Is that, um, is that the, is that the thing? To no, the no, tiger? No, no. It's uh, it's an alarm. I, uh, I never take it off. It just always tells me to get it. Oh, it snoozes. You snooze it. Yeah, I just I, I flick it up and then uh, and it just keeps coming back and uh, yeah. sometimes I really like it. Yeah, I don't uh, mind it as well because it reminds me every time it's been five minutes. <laughs> oh, you're right. Okay, yeah. I don't look at it as time. I just think, did I get it? Yeah. <laughs> uh, and you know, and I think it's that kind of channeling of the energy. You know, we have to be filters for the children and, and 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 filters for ourselves and be thankful for those that are filters for other things because, uh, you know, human energy is really – a lot of energy has been put into making you and a lot of energy has been put into uh, making me and keeping us safe and keeping us, you know, uh, able to be productive because this is what we're doing and hopefully sharing knowledge right now. And, uh, and I think through the – you know – this this brotherhood of uh, positivity and uh, of and moving forward as as you know humankind, um, you know I think uh, everything should be taken with a grain of salt. Yeah. And uh, and maybe that's that's something that uh, that I could better define in uh, in one and a half minutes. And I guess that would be. You know, in the same way that the Eye of the Tiger is a is a strong song that is uh, has has vicious nature to it. Uh, you know, it's important for us to see the calm within that song. You know, and and just take take the calm because there's highs and lows to these valleys, man. And uh, you want to find yourself walking around the mountain. Hmm. Good stuff, dude. I appreciate your time, man. Oh, that's okay. Did we get through all your questions? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I could talk to you for hours, man. I'm like a big fan. I think your work's really cool. And, you know, I live in LA. I'm a fellow Aussie, obviously. So anyone I, I you know, see doing big things on an inter international stage, I gravitate towards and want to learn all about the way you think. So right. I think I think what you had a lot of sound advice, man. I think a lot of people can get cool stuff out of it and interpret it in different ways. Well, so yeah, you'll have to you have to send me where it, where it, uh, you know, where it gets listened to. Yeah, yeah. People, uh, I'd like to, you know, I love hearing the sound of my own voice. No, I'm joking, but it'd be nice <laughs> to know what, you know, uh, what capacity things are being sent out to. And yeah. you know, you've got to be careful what you wish for, because uh, I may be that guy sleeping on your couch that's like eating all your pop tarts, like. You know, <laughs> that shit. Dude, I will, um, I will flick you the link on uh, DM on Insta so you can have it. But hey, I appreciate it, man. Go get to your meeting and uh, good luck signing the contract and keep killing it and uh, I'll talk to you soon. Thanks, brother. Awesome. Bye, bro. Bye. Bye. Really cool stuff. Uh, big thank you to Anthony Lister for being on the Dundasfit podcast. Appreciate you, man. Thanks for your time. I know the eye of the tiger was ringing. You have places to be, uh, but it was great. I hope you guys got stuff out of it as much as I did. Um, even listening to that chat again was really inspiring for me. Um, you can check out anthonylister.com. 
um, buy some of his work or see where his exhibits are at. Um, yeah, just get on board. It's really cool. I'll see you guys next time on the DF podcast. <laughs>